Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. It is Thursday, April the 6th, 2023. And of course, as always, your host, Dave Sturgio. Chris Chico Gucci over here rocking hey. the old school. I hey like yo. it. <laughs> I like it. I like the old school uh, Razor Ramon t-shirt. I uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope everybody enjoyed the sports last night. You had, obviously, a loaded slate of NBA. If you're an NHL fan, uh, we're also coming up on the playoffs. I know that nobody really cares about hockey at this point and juncture, but it's going to be a very exciting spring in New York, you have the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, there's the Knicks, the Nets. They're all in the playoffs. The last time that happened, 1994. We all know what happened in 1994, it means, Chris. It means absolutely nothing, and I think we all know that. No, There's no Rangers Stanley Cup in the mix because of that. Maybe they win it, but it will have nothing to do with the Richter days and the Messier days. <laughs> Richter was at the card show the other day. I, I didn't get a chance to see him. the reason why I knew who he was. <laughs> Because I announced, hey, yeah. Mike Richter's yep. here. <laughs> so, any event, uh, baseball, uh, the Yankees, another great performance out of Garrett Cole. That's mm. two in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who can't pitch? The New York Mets. Um, look, I hey, look. I know James Shiano is a, a mojo, uh, big wig over there. I talk to him every every so often. Uh, he's a Mets fan. I don't know how he's feeling about this right now, but the fact is, I, I'm well aware that it's early, right? But you have. To have to have to get your boys in line. You gotta, and I know. Look, the Rays right now are six and zero, right? So it's like, well, let's not go crazy. We all know the Rays aren't going to finish one hundred and sixty two and zero. But like, when you're the Mets and you're now struggling the way they are, and you know we have the colleagues Philly, the here. The Phillies aren't playing well. The Braves. I'm not sure exactly what the Braves are doing, but look, it's week one, bro. I think that we. Can I'm well aware. You know, chalk this up to the Packers getting drubbed 38-3 week one to the Saints. The, the Atlanta Braves have the, started off 5-1. and one. The Mets are going to win baseball games. Look, the, what, are the, what are they, two games out? Uh, two and a half. <laughs> at, so at the record of three and four. You know, we got plenty of time to start Oh, there's plenty out. of time. But, again, you just don't want to get sparked the way they have. And, and it's not good. Now, look, the, the plus side for the Mets right now is that the fact that they're heading home for their home opener. So, uh, Buck Walter, they asked Buck Walter about it. And he said, hopefully... We're going home to some uh, some uh, happy faces, some smiling faces. I don't look. I don't think the look, the, the fans at Shea, Shea there's gonna be, there's City gonna be, Field are going to boo them. Going to be plenty of excitement for the yeah, Mets of fans. It's it's still Week One. They're fine. You know, they're 500 right now, basically. So that's just nothing. A little bit of uh, I don't want to say like concern because a lot of people were asking for his outright release. Uh, Josh Donaldson came up limp yesterday. A little bit of a hammy issue. Uh, I heard a couple callers on New York radio today say. We hope it's a five to six month stint on the IL. Nobody wants Josh Donaldson anymore. And I know you didn't as soon as we made the trade. I was the one excited about it. I said, whoa, former MVP. Like, let's go, you know, rejuvenated New York, bad boy of the Bronx. Like, yeah, it hasn't really, of the Bronx. it really hasn't panned out very well. But I mean, this might give a, a shot for DJ LeMayu to play a lot more third, um, or maybe some Cabrera could play the outfield. Look, you got to do something, and you got to hope that you have depth, and I think you do at the moment. Um, but you know how Booney likes to give these guys these off days, so you got to find some guys uh, to fill some holes over the course of the next couple of weeks if you are indeed, in fact, going to lose Josh Donaldson. So, again, not alarmed, but somewhat alarmed, I guess. Um, anyway, NBA, we got the playoff push, man. It is right here. We've been talking about it all week. It is the final week of the regular season. The postseason starts next week. The weekend's going to be loaded with – 
absolutely have to have games. Last night, no different. Um, just going down the Rolodex of some of the guys, uh, some of the scorers that kind of jump out at you. Uh, the Knicks, once again, score 138 points on offense. They give up a 131, but I digress with that. Um, but quickly, again, goes for 39. These guys, these role players that have stepped up their game since the absence of Randall, who leads their team in scoring, is exactly what you need going into the playoffs. Now, I know you have said it and went on record and say they're not going to do anything without Randall against the Cavaliers. They might win a couple games here and there, but overall, it's the end of the road. Me? I see guys like Obi Toppin. I see guys like Quickly. I see guys th- that are just starting to stand out just a little bit more because of the playing time that they're now forced to have. I kind of like what the Knicks are doing down the stretch here. I like what they've been. What, what's Cleveland doing? They're still playing well. Cleveland's seven and three in their last ten. You know, so yeah, so Cleveland's it's... playing good. But so are the Knicks. The Knicks are seven and three in their last ten. So they're both playing good. This is exactly what you need going in, right? The seedings won't change. It is the Cleveland Cavs and it is the New York Knicks. They're going to be meeting in the first the round. Look at it, can right, the Knicks stack right, up? I don't think that they can. I think, especially without Julius Randle, it's going to mean a lot more in a seven-game series. And basically what we have in the Eastern Conference right now is a couple of games that mean almost literally, quite literally, nothing. Well, I said it yesterday. All ten have... Clinched yeah, they clinched and because the, seedings, the rest of them have been eliminated. When it comes so now to the seedings, seedings in the pecking order, I don't think that the NBA teams care as much as other other sports. Same with baseball. You know, it's like, what are we losing a game here? I don't think it's that all that important when it comes to this point in the season. You're not going to push hard for a, an extra spot in the seedings because it actually can be detrimental depending on how certain teams are playing. You True. look out west right now. Who would you rather run into? Some of these higher C teams or like I actually Phoenix? have yeah, I have I have some uh, questions about the West. Obviously, the Nets another big win. They're keeping their momentum heading into the postseason as they're probably going to stack up to play the Philadelphia 76ers. That's going to be a great series. Uh, a lot of history there. Now, yesterday we were talking or it's going to be guess, a sweep. Think they get swept by the yeah, you're Sixers? Be swept. <laughs> wow. All right. You're not even a fighting chance at all, really? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. All right. Anyway. They might make a game or two close, I think, but I don't I can't see Possibly. that. Come on, bro. Um, but I will say, uh, last night, the Dallas Mavericks, in a must win, have to win. You can't drop any more games. They did. And they did in a big way. Um, they, bit, uh, they win their game 123, 119. Uh, they kept it. Obviously, it was closer than what everybody wanted. But Kyrie Irving went absolutely ham in the fourth quarter. He scores 31. Now, when you're looking at the standings, based off tiebreakers alone, the Mavericks are still on the outside looking in. They're literally the same record as the Oak, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, who went out there and did not play last night, but they play tonight. So that's a big one as they go to Utah. But what I will say is this. I, I spoke to uh, one Bobby Belt. Bobby Belt is a producer over at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He's a cowboy. He covers the Cowboys. But he tweeted out last night as the the Dallas Mavericks had this surge in the fourth quarter, and it looked great, right? He goes, Mavs, you're doing the tanking all wrong. And I say, wait a minute. You're, you're a half game out of the playoff, the, the play-in playoff. He's like, imagine being – in that situation, you're right there on the cusp with a Kyrie and a Luka. But if you don't miss the playoffs, guess what? You're in the lottery. So I guess are you in that – What you're the GM. You're Mark Cuban now, right? I mean, because he's everything over there. What do you want? Do you want to make the playoffs and see if you can go on a run with two superstars? Or yes. you lose and you might lose one of those superstars I'm, in free agency. I'm not, I'm not going to Jason Kidd. And Luca and saying, "Hey guys, we're going to mail it in." No way, not not at all. Well, we saw that the reports of a possible shutdown for those guys. 
if it's due to injury, this yeah, you go to Luca and you say, "Hi, how you doing, bro?" If Luca says, "I'm playing, bro," this is it's legacy on the line for me when it comes to this situation for a great, a potential all-time great. Where we're talking about Luca, he has the potential to be as good as anybody that's ever played the game, outside of a couple guys. Um, I just think it, it breeds a bad culture. If that's already your culture, but people were expecting, fully expecting Dallas to be a playoff team this year. 100%. It's not like they're going to have a really great chance in the lottery if they do get in. So what, are they going to pick 12? You know, it's the tank for what? One extra ping pong ball? Doesn't add up to me. I'm, I'm saying you got to stick with the culture, try and win basketball games. You get in the playoffs with a couple stars, you don't know what could happen. I don't see the Dallas Mavericks even getting in. So... Tanking all wrong, you might still be on the outside looking in and find yourself in the lottery. Go win a basketball game or two and and, and give your fans a fighting chance. It's really all about OKC as they go to Utah. And, of course, Utah has had themselves, um, you know, a, a tough season as well. But And they're, and they're basically, they're you know, not technically mathematically eliminated yet. But this is a winnable game for OKC. Meanwhile, Dallas will be idle tonight. And they're just, they're hoping that OKC drops to Utah tonight. So, all of a sudden, that gets tighter. Um Great game out west in L.A. last night as the Clippers take down the Lakers 125-118. So now the Clippers jump. And I said this in my preview. I said the winner would jump to the five because Golden State didn't play last night. So that's what happened. The Clippers all of a sudden are now sitting there at the five seed, and they would be matched up. The Clippers would be matched up with the Suns. Now, I saw a stat last night. I don't know if it's 1,000% accurate, but it's not hard to, to, to figure out. When Kevin Durant is on the court for the Suns, they're 7-0. They haven't lost. So, and that came from our buddy Kyle Kerms. So I, I'm just trying to figure out like, do you want to, you want that smoke? <laughs> do you no, want the Suns in the saying. playoffs? I'm saying, like, if you're the five seed right now, or if you're the Clippers, are you really winning a game? Like, guys, you're tanking all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you don't want to <laughs> right. play them. You'd rather play, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, the six would be the, who's the, the three would be the Kings the right Kings. now. I would rather play the Kings and the Suns. 100%. Chris Paul. Devin Booker, CP, um, Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. And then I, I think that their bench is a little bit depleted since the KD trade, but they got a really good head coach. And they have they're a little bit of desperation attached to that because I don't think KD really cares much about his legacy, but I know Chris Paul is desperate for a ring. Like, <laughs> I mean, super that guy, desperate for a ring. It's one of those guys you just you root for and this is every year. Like, <laughs> try it's to get looking it. like as, as tough as the West has been over the last two decades, this is looking like the most up in the air Western Conference because you got teams like Golden State who you can't count out. You can't really count out the Lakers, even though I am. Bro, the five you seed, know, the Clippers, the Clippers are four games over five hundred. That's the five seed. So it's like the powerhouses are gone. Like it, it just, every, it's a toss up. And that's what I said yesterday. I said if the Lakers get in and and the Golden State Warriors get hot and the Clippers are playing all world. They gotta be looking at the top of the rank and say, "Yo, we could take these guys. These guys are not the world beaters of of old. Like they're not the Lakers of prime Lakers. They're not the Golden State Warriors when they were going on all their runs. Like they're not those teams. They're not that guy, pal. Right? The, the, yeah. These these guys are winnable. You can win those series. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the Suns win the West. Now that I'm looking at it, you like the Suns in the West. I mean, we'll make our official predictions next week, by the way, because the brackets will be set and everybody will be. You know, in place, but you like the Suns in the West right now, even with the fact that look, Denver has kind of run away with this thing. They're only two and a half up on uh, on Memphis, but 
throughout the course of the year, Denver's been playing good basketball. But a lot of people are saying that they got holes, man, and they're soft at times, and they can get beat up. They got beat up by Houston the other night, like that. Now and beat up by Houston the other night. Houston had no business being in that game. They're forty games out of five hundred. Gearing up for the postseason right now. The maybe Nuggets, maybe they'll get the, the uh, foot off the gas you know, a little they bit. They haven't really played well in the postseason. They got they got close a couple years back, and then Jamal Murray got hurt, and that was. The end of their next two years, really. It was the end of that season and then the season after that because it was a late season injury right. and it, it messed them up. But still, you know, poor Jokic because mid season they get KD and that just, I think that tipped things a little bit. And I've been on the Nuggets train all year for the lack of a better team to come up with. And then once KD goes there, it's like, okay, that's that's the star power. That's the guy that I see could carry his team on his back. Do you think a Denver this might needs be it for KD too? Do you think a Denver needs another piece to, to really compete going forward? I mean, look, yeah. Again, they've I mean, played. No, 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 no. Denver could win the finals this year. Yeah. They're, as they're it good. Stands right yeah, now. they could win the finals this year. We'll find out if they need another piece. I don't think they're gonna win it, but if they did, I wouldn't be completely shocked. They were be- the best team in basketball all, almost all year. In that Clippers Lakers game last night, um, couple prop bets that I played and of course you know me I'm like yeah it's the end of the year let's hit some overs let's get some high scoring points let's do it um I took the over on AD I thought he was gonna have himself a night he was set at 27.5 he scores 17 so that's a no-go uh Kawhi Leonard uh, 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 set at 27 28 and he scored 25 that's another low but old reliable the king LeBron James he was set at 26 uh 25.65 he goes for 33 in a loss. So now the Lakers still in the playoffs right now, but currently they are now in back into the play-in game and play-in series. So now you got to worry about that. Right now the Lakers will be stacked up against OKC as the 7 and 10, but again tonight you got Miami, Philly, OKC, Utah, Denver, Phoenix. So these games all matter obviously. Um it's just, you know, something to keep in mind and and something to keep your eye on uh going forward and tomorrow. Uh, Chris got one question for you as we wrap up this regular season and, you know, playoffs will start. Some of these guys are going to be playing in it. Some of they won't. Um, is there a rookie that has stand, uh, stood out to you in, uh, is there a rookie that has stood out to you in the NBA regular season that you can pretty much invest in now and feel good about it? And I'll list a couple. Obviously, Bonchero over there in Orlando, he's sitting there at two hundred and twenty-four dollars a share. So his, you know, the NBA shares are a, little, a lot different than the NBA and the NFL. Uh, but he's averaging twenty points a game. He's having himself a fine season. You got Walker Kessler there in Utah. We were just talking about the Jazz not too long ago. He's only averaging nine points a game, but he's also averaging twenty-three minutes. So he's not seeing a lot of time. Uh, Jaden Ivey, who could have been a Nick once upon a time, uh, he's got uh, he's averaging sixteen points a game, thirty minutes. Uh, a game per night or per time he's on there. And then Keegan Murray, who's obviously playing with the Kings, and the Kings have had themselves a fantastic season. He's a role player in that, only averaging 12 points a game, but the Kings are on the rise. I mean, it's, Is there somebody I think that stands it's out? a fairly obvious one with the list of players here. To me, it's Benchero. The guy lit it up coming out, of the se- uh, coming out of the gate. I think he's got like six or seven games with 30 or more points this season. He's averaging 27 and four or something like that. He has He's a passing big. And he could hit. He hits a three pointer a game. He's shooting about seventy five percent from the free throw line. And he's in the Eastern Conference. If you look around the NBA right now, who's the three best teams? It's the, the Bucks. The Bucks. It's probably the Sixers. Arguably, I mean, you could say the Celtics in the in the East too. Um, but the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nuggets. And they're, the three things they have in common, or the one thing that those three teams have in common, is a is a dominant big man. I think Ben Chero in the East is going to be one of the dominant bigs for the next couple of years. Isn't Orlando missing the one kid? Well, the guy who got hurt. Beginning? No, that's OKC. 
Are you talking about? Oh yeah. Home, okay. Home see. Home okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, that, that's. I mean, that's another one that I might be investing in because he didn't play this year, so he's entering year two with a year of NBA, you know, coaching Knowledge. and, and right. seasoning under his belt. Uh, okay. Sitting the bench over there, and a very exciting young team. They got a lot of good players on that team. Okay. Um, but if I'm going with one, it's going to be Benchero because of the size and the Eastern Conference has been has been weak for my entire life, basically really outside has. of the Jordan days. Um, so Benchero, Orlando, but they're going to be perennial you know, playoff uh, teams. It's funny you bring up the maybe Jordan starting days next year. You, the bring up the Jordan days like the East has been weak since the Jordan days. But even when Jordan was here, it was still weak. It was just the Bulls. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were dominating the East. And my Knicks, unfortunately, just couldn't get past that hump until he took a year off for baseball, and then we got to the finals. Um, but anyway. That's the rookies over there on the Mojo Market, and they all come with three-time multipliers. So if you're interested, get involved right now as we head, enter the postseason and into next season because we all see what kind of stuff happens on the Mojo Market in the off-seasons of these programs, uh, or at least these uh, of the markets. They, they move, whether it be player acquisition or releases or extensions or news or he gets in trouble or whatever. Keep your eye on the Mojo app. We're sometimes first to break a lot of uh, big stories. So let's switch gears to the NFL because guess what? There's another mock draft out there, and you know what? This one I, I like the best. The, the actual draft. Yeah, I know. At this Dave point, probably just likes the, the player he got. In this I, one. No, 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 no. That's not true. Um, actually, it is kind of true. But no, this this one came out yesterday, and it's very interesting because of some of the moves that were made within this draft. So again. This is now uh, Lance Zerline. This is 3.0, so he's gone over his own stuff twice already. This is his third installment on NFL.com. Um, the one thing that jumps out at me. We get it, Lance. What? We get it, Lance. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, these things go up to like 5.0. You have to because things happen. You know, people have their pro days. People don't like, you know, either A, character issues, B, he looked, you know, fat during his pro day, whatever. doesn't matter. Things change, right? So Lance Zerline comes out, says, overall, and now all the mock drafts that we've watched, Chris, or at least read about, are very top-heavy with the quarterbacks. One, two, four, and then maybe like seven. So like within the top ten, four guys go, right? This one, way different, okay? Lance Erline comes out and says, Carolina gets their guy, and they choose Bryce Young to be the quarterback of their future, which, again, we've seen that time and time again. However, pick number two are the Houston Texans. Now, do they covet? One guy or another. According to Lance Zerline, they covet Bryce Young. So if they miss out on Bryce Young, they're not going to go and pick C.J. Stroud. This guy's... That's interesting. This guy's out of his mind. It's interesting. Because look, if you covet... Listen, that's that's the conversation Lance, I have. you're out of your mind uh, no, with no, this one, Listen, <clears throat> if you covet one guy, why settle? My point when is When you this. can get a haul... I'm not, I'm not saying if I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't trade, or they won't, or they will or won't. I think... I think the three pick is way more in play. I do not think this, the one or the two is getting traded. I think that the not one, the one because they already got traded for the one. Well, so the my, two. Well, no, I mean, I teams are definitely calling them still, guaranteed. Probably. Right? Um, I don't think the one or the two gets moved. I think the three pick is heavily in play, and the Raiders are in there, the Colts are in there, and the Titans are apparently in there. And then there's a, I'm sure there's some mystery teams that are going to be in there as well. <laughs> Always. But is. I just have issues. 1.0 is cool. It's like. I my I know, Dave's probably going to be completely on the other side of the fence here with this one. It's like mock draft 1.0 is cool, but maybe you should just wait a little bit and just put out mock draft, right? Just one. Just put out the mock draft. You want then, one mock then, like, draft per guy? You want to know or why? Or girl? Because, 
<clears throat> When's the draft? It's like two, three weeks away. Three so weeks away. So Actually, it's Thursday get? right now. Mob so draft. three weeks Mob from draft tonight. Forty-four point oh, Lance Zerline. And like, at what point are we going to start to pump the brakes on the trades with like star players in the draft? He's got oh. like he's got eleven. Teams I'm glad draft. you said that. He's got eleven team <laughs> draft day picks. I'm glad you said traded that. Traded because stars at the four. Massive contracts that have to be <laughs> negotiated and worked at into deals. The, and the four. Lamar is not a draft day trade piece. At the four, we have none other. Give me a break. Then the Colts and the Ravens making a blockbuster trade, sending Lamar Jackson to the Indianapolis Colts, and then the Ravens taking C.J. Stroud. So who who's the not two pick? Take, uh, an edge rusher. And then who's the three pick? Another edge rusher. Give Will me Anderson. a break. What? There is, uh, it's not in the realm of possibilities. There is. Zero percent chance that a a quarterback isn't pick second in my book. Not even a slight chance. It's one two quarterbacks, right? And mm. then the third pick is going to be traded. That's going to be the traded pick, and that's also most likely going to be a quarterback who is reached on. That would be my that would be my uh, Chris Gucci mock draft one point <laughs> Don't ask me which of the two quarterbacks are going to go one and two because both teams have done a really good job in te- in keeping that mum. Um, and I think the other team is going to happily select the other guy. I personally think, um, and I don't. I want to put respect on their names. Houston goes Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, and of course Arizona, who's been mocked to have Will Anderson Jr. Pretty much on every mock draft across the board, will take Will Anderson Jr. But the Ravens is the big one, man. Maybe C.J. Stroud is the quarterback over there, and Indy gets Lamar Jackson. At what point are, is something going to happen with Lamar? You can't just sit back. Bro, if I'm if I'm Indy in the stage that I'm at, like considering we didn't win many football games last year, we're in a first year head coach. I don't really have much desire to pay a quarterback all that money at this point with the where the team. But don't is you right think now. that's the ultimate safety net you know, for a new head coach? You got yourself a franchise I, I quarterback right away. I, I actually don't. I think that that could potentially be an automatic. You're done if this doesn't work out right away. Whereas the safety net would be okay. We have a rookie quarterback. Let's give yeah. him a little bit of time and some True. seasoning. Um, that that would be my estimation, and we all know that a fired head coach is the best job. But guess in what? The history it of the is. World. It really is. As uh, just ask the guy who's in uh, on an island right now, <laughs> Kingsbury. Um, guess what, Chris? I wonder if he's still there. Another trade. Another trade happens here, and the Texans, who didn't want <laughs> C.J. Stroud, trade back into the top ten because they have twelve picks and they have enough to expend. They get in there and they trade up with the Raiders and they take. Will Levis to be their quarterback of the future. So after all that, after all that conversation about not picking C.J. Stroud, they covet another guy down the stretch, and they get a haul for it. So you think the you, original pick? You, we're on the. They actually we're make on, the first the, pick. So we're under the impression that if the Raiders, if if Levis, if Levis falls to them at seven, they're going to trade the pick. Maybe they mm. like Jimmy G. They signed Brian Hoyer yesterday. <laughs> Coach Bry, what up, Coach Hoyer? <laughs> I love how every <laughs> I love how every season vet to you is a coach, and it, and like there's no coach, playing coach Hoyer, <laughs> no question about it. That guy will be coaching on Belichick staff or one of those cronies, no questions asked. Anthony Richardson, I do believe that's where he belongs, getting picked at, even if not lower, because I just don't see four quarterbacks panning out. Anthony Richardson falls to Bill Belichick, and um, he and, and at that point. Bill says, I'm going with Richardson. And then they trade Mac Jones. So that that could be a thing. The Mac Jones stuff we talked about yesterday, you never know with that. All of a sudden he was shopped, past tense. Um, and then receivers kind of go on the back end of the first round. Uh, Bijan going to Buffalo. You're talking about 
a missing piece in they're, Buffalo. And they're trading Stefan Diggs and what? And next year's one to move up to the what pick do they what pick do they What are you talking? You just, just Lance Zerline has just gone off the rails here. Of Lance the Cowboys take Quentin Johnston, which again, that was our boy Mike Renner's uh favorite pet cat pick of the pick of the draft, so I'm cool with that. Um going to your just so you're aware, in Lance Zerline's mock draft three the Jets make a pick at 13, so there's no pick there. Um, the only trade that's most, like, the most likely But here's trade. the thing. Ready for this? In Zerline's description of the 13th pick in the draft with the uh, with the Jets taking Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, out of Georgia, right? He goes, if the Jets and Packers finally agree to an Aaron Rodgers trade, protecting the quarterback will be crucial. So he thinks that not only does the trade happen, the first-round pick is not involved at all. Yeah, I don't care at this point. <laughs> He clearly has zero clue what he's talking about. Dalton Kincaid, tight end to the Packers there at 15. You need a tight end? There's your, there's your guy. Um, the first, I don't, where's the first receiver go? Like, I'm, I'm looking up and down. This, oh, there he is. At 11, Jackson, Smith, and Njigba. So that's the first receiver to Titans. go. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, we go down the, lo- the line here. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's been getting a lot of buzz lately. He goes to the Chargers. Zay Flowers. This is a big one for the Ravens because if they have a new quarterback in, in C.J. Stroud <laughs> with this draft, they can they need another young receiver over there. Buffalo, Bijan, they trade up to get him, actually, because Minnesota was there. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., coveted cornerback out of Penn State, Joey Porter's son, obviously. Uh, the, the New York Giants get a corner. The Cowboys take Johnston. And then the back end, uh, a couple other tight ends, defensive tackles, edge rushers, and um, – you know, the Chiefs yeah. take a receiver. Did you Lance. also see this report? I'm seeing this now, and this is for the first time I'm seeing this. Say it's three to go. Tyreek Hill announces that he'll retire after 2025. Who cares? I mean, that's significant, no? Give me a break. We No. Until somebody if, – if he's still playing well and he's got $20 million on the table, like he ain't going nowhere. I can guarantee it. And, like – I'm just curious to know why you tr- – look, I, I, I listen, I'm well aware of why some of these guys get out early, whether maybe, it be injuries maybe. or they want to run around with their kids or whatever the case may be. I'm not about to question his toughness at all. It has but to, to do say, with that. But to say, like, oh, by like, the way, i got three years agent, to play. If I'm looking at it, I'm like, dude, shut your mouth. You know what I mean? There could be an extendo <laughs> with a signing bonus involved. Like, That's true. You could be costing yourself some money. That's true. Shh. Very true. Do not say a word. All right, guys, do us a favor right now. Uh, follow us. That's the way to do it. That's the way to keep up with all this stuff on TikTok, on Instagram, and on the old Twitter machine. There is one thing, though, if you could take your take an NFL player's or a star athlete's word for is like when he retires or when he's going to retire. They usually like are spot on. They always know exactly when it's time. And Tyreek Hill is no different than any other star athlete. I, I feel imagine. like your uh, your sarcasm is very very thick. It's being laid on yes, heavily yes. right now. Uh, but also follow the Discord and. Uh, <laughs> Get on the Discord. <laughs> Go follow it. Daily activity over there. Another NBA slate tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow in a big, big NBA slate. We'll give some predictions of what we think might happen over the weekend. And, of course, the NFL rolls on. I really hope Lance Erline drops a 4.0 tomorrow just so I can just piss oh, off Chris man. with another mock draft. <laughs> so, anyway, for Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report back here on a Feel Good Friday. See you guys tomorrow.